Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady. And I just have to say ahead of time before we get going with this podcast that my children are in rare form today. So if you hear any banging on the doors or anything like that, it's just my kids. Okay. So a funny story real quick. They want to go swimming pretty much every day. We have an a, an above ground pool that is 18 feet in diameter. It's four feet deep. It's not the same as an in ground pool, but it's it's been amazing and it's helped to beat the heat here for sure. But even though my kids are 13 and 17, I don't like them just getting in the pool whenever they want. I want to be out at least in the main area of the home so I can look out, make sure they're fine if I'm not able to go swimming with them. And that just bothers them so bad. So they are in rare form, just wanting to go swimming and annoyed that I'm in here recording this podcast. But oh well, they're just going to have to live with it. (laughs) So, all right. So this is episode 22 and I want to talk about virtual races. I want to remind you that you can always reach out to me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. And on Instagram, you can direct message me at Waddell Running Lady. All right. So I have a few different stories that I would like to tell you about my experiences with virtual races. I have kind of a love-hate relationship with them, if I'm being completely honest. And I think after you hear some of these stories, you will know why. So my very first experience with a virtual race was probably, if I remember right, it was the I Run for Pumpkin Spice Lattes 5K. (laughs) Okay. And I think that was probably in late 2018, early 2019. And I had just seen an email or some kind of advertisement for, for this race. And the medal was in the shape of a cute little latte cup. And I am obsessed with coffee. And I decided that I was going to run this race because the t-shirt said I run for pumpkin spice lattes. And that's what the medal said too. Okay. The hilarious thing about all of this, you guys is as much as I love lattes, espresso, coffee, all of that stuff, I hate pumpkin spice and I hate pumpkin spice lattes. But that didn't stop me from forking over the money and signing up for the race. And to this day, it's hilarious because the metal is really cute, but it's like, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes, so I'm going to wear this shirt that says I do and I don't. But whatever, that's my first experience. And I it was a 5K, like I said, and it was it was a couple of years ago, a few years back. And I don't even think there was a time of year that you were supposed I guess it was probably in the fall if it was pumpkin spice. And so I did it and I wore the shirt and I wore the medal and I took a picture and and it was cute and all of that. But okay, that's besides that's really not what this episode is about. So okay, so to begin at the, where all of the love hate comes in, we would have to go back to February, 2020 and my first ever in-person marathon, 
which was Mesa Marathon. So I ran this race and it was on a Saturday and I just made the cutoff and I was so sore and, but I was so proud of myself and, and, you know, there's an episode several, you know, several episodes back about my very first marathon. So if you want to hear that, check it out. So I ran this marathon and it was on a Saturday, like I said, well, the next day is Sunday and I'm at church every Sunday, you know, unless I'm dying and I'm in horrible pain or I'm out of town or something on vacation, I'm always at church on Sunday, even if I run a marathon the day before. So I was at church the following day and my friend Holly, who you, most of you have heard about and seen on Instagram and all, my friend Holly goes to the same church I do. And of course she was super proud of me and she had a sticker for me that, and said, welcome to the club. And it was a 26.2 sticker and we talked and I'm pretty sure that I said, you know, I'm never running another marathon and, and that was terrible and, you know, but it was fun, but it was terrible or whatever, but I'm never running another one. And, and at this point, Holly had only run one marathon as well. And it had been several years ago. And, but she kind of started talking about how she maybe would want to run another one. And it just got me to thinking and I don't, you know, thinking about it now, I think I might be getting this story a little bit wrong because I think the day I ran the marathon, which was Saturday and Holly texted me, I told her I didn't ever want to run another one. But by the time I saw her at church Sunday, the next day, I had already changed my mind. That's what it was. So Holly had mentioned that she wanted to run another marathon, but she basically, if I remember correctly, she wanted to do it somewhere that wasn't so hot. We live in the Phoenix metro area and it's extremely hot here. Um, and she didn't want to run another marathon here, but she wanted to do it somewhere in a different climate. And, and basically we start talking about you know, running another marathon together, even though I literally had just run one the day before. So she comes up with this idea that grandma's marathon would be a, a great idea for us. And if, in case you don't know, grandma's marathon happens every June in Duluth, Minnesota, and it has a seven hour cutoff, I believe for the course. And it is run along I don't remember the name of the lake, but it's, you see water and it's green and the temperatures are so much cooler than here where we live. And she's, you know, just telling me this and I'm going home and looking it up and seeing the pictures and watching YouTube videos about it. And I'm just like falling in love and salivating as I'm watching, you know? And so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? And she's like, okay, is your husband going to let you go? And I'm like, I, that's, that's going to be the question of the day. So <laughs> I started thinking about how I could justify this to my husband because my husband is very supportive of my running. And even though this was three over three years ago and he was still very supportive of me back then, um, he is, um, I don't want to say clingy, but kind of like he loves, he doesn't like me not being with him. So like, 
we've we've just never been one of those couples where like the guy goes on a week vacation with his buds and goes fishing and I go for a week with the girls and we we just that's just never been us um over the thir- our 30 years of marriage we've done everything together and so I knew that this would could possibly be you know just the end of this dream that Holly and I had to run grandma's marathon together in June of 2020. And so I was thinking, how am I going to present this to him? And, you know, Hey, I still love you, but I want to go on this trip without you and kind of thing. And I, I thought of a way, I don't remember what I said, but whatever I said convinced him. And he was like, okay. Like he wasn't thrilled but he was, he was on board and he was happy to let me do it. And I was like, Holly, I cannot believe this, but he said yes. And she knew that her husband would be fine with it. And he was. And so I just ran, you know, Mesa marathon in February of 2020, but we were here. It was just a day or so later, you know, and we're already planning our next marathon. So, okay. So then let's throw another factor into this whole thing. I had to break this to my coach. So I was like, okay, I have to come up with a convincing argument for why I should be running another marathon four months after my first ever one. And because I, I just will do it all the time, but my coach wasn't super big on it. Um, back to back marathons. And frankly, I mean, I had just run my first one and, and, I didn't know how I was going to do. I hadn't even recovered from the first one yet. And so I sent him an email and just kind of said, Hey, you know, and, and threw the idea out there. I want to run grandma's marathon with my friend Holly and it would just be for fun. And the cutoff is seven hours and think of how nice it would be. And I would get out of the heat and, you know, kind of, I, I wouldn't, you know, try to PR or do anything crazy. This would just be, it would just be fun. And, and, and the other thing that I, told him, which, you know, I was just trying to make it sound as good as possible is, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my friend Holly does have MS. She has multiple sclerosis and you would not know that from looking at her. Um, She does not let it define her. She is one of the most positive people that I know in terms of dealing with, you know, an illness like this. She pushes through, but yet she's very she's very positive in her outlook with it. And she also knew that she does have limitations. And so that was another reason why she wanted to run grandma. She has a very difficult time in the heat. Her MS is definitely impacted by, you know, extreme heat. And so I was able to just tell my coach that too. I'm like, you know, my friend has MS. She wants to run another marathon. She wants me to do it with her. And honestly, It would be me and her together and we would run this thing together supporting each other not trying to do any crazy fast stuff just just having fun out there and she has said that this was going to be her last marathon and so i would really like to do it with her whatever i said i have no idea but it convinced my coach and he was just like i don't know that he was thrilled with me running another one so soon but he was supportive and he was like okay he's like that's fine and you know, okay, we'll do it. You know, I think it's doable. It's going to be, you know, maybe tough physically, but it's doable. So, all right, we'll, we'll plan on it. And so that kind of got the ball rolling. 
And so Holly and I signed up for Grandma's Marathon 2020. Um, not only did we sign up for the marathon, but we also signed up for the 5K that happens every year the night before the marathon. And so when if you run the 5K Friday night and then you run the marathon on Saturday, you can sign up for something called the Great Grandma's Challenge. And not only do you get um, a medal for each race, a shirt for each, each race, but you also get, it's like a special commemorative, commemorative jacket that says Great Grandma's Challenge on it. And so we wanted to do that. And so we signed up for that too, paid extra. I think we may have paid for the spaghetti dinner that was going to happen on Friday night as well. So we just started planning and thinking, you know, okay, we figured out what day we wanted to leave, what day we wanted to come back and started talking about rental cars and just started planning this out. And of course, we both started training. As you all know, it was right around this time or shortly thereafter so I'm going to say about March, my kids went on spring break from school and it was the week of their spring break. So I want to say around maybe March 9th, 11th, something, I'm not sure that I got an email from the school saying, basically, don't send your kids back, you know, and about the COVID and all of this stuff. And so the kids never did go back to school that year, but COVID happened. Okay. And it all started in about March. So I had just by the skin of my teeth run my first in-person marathon and it was not affected by COVID. We had just signed up for grandma's marathon and now COVID happened and this whole pandemic thing started. And so we were like, okay, well, you know, and, and just like anybody else, we didn't know how long this was going to last. We didn't know how deeply it was going to impact our lives at that point in time. And so we were still hopeful that we would be able to run grandma's marathon. But, you know, as time went on, we, so as time went on, we started going ahead and like, we paid for our lodging. We, so we were going to share a room, a dorm room in a university that's somewhere nearby. Um, lodging is at a premium there in Duluth and you, you've got to plan in advance for a place to stay. And so we did that. So we had our room paid for and we had our race paid for. But Holly kept saying, no, let's wait. Let's wait on the airfare. Let's wait on the airfare. Prices were going down because of the pandemic. But then, you know, flights were getting canceled and stuff too. And so, and that just all the restrictions started happening. And so we just kept holding off and not buying our tickets or training and just doing all of this stuff. And finally, I would say probably sometime in April, maybe mid April, the race reached out and said, we are canceling the event. There will be no in-person grandma's marathon this year. You have an option. You can defer to June of 2021, or you can run the race virtually. Well, we had both already been training and we both decided let's just do it virtually. You know, we're, we'll just run a marathon virtually. Well, the only problem with this option is I mentioned earlier that Holly's MS is severely affected by the heat. She was at the point in her training where she felt confident enough that she wanted to just run her virtual marathon now in April. And I probably could have, but at the same time, my daughter's wedding was going to happen on June 27th. So I was like, I'm not ready to run a marathon 
today or next week. I'm, you know, I was sewing my daughter's wedding dress. I was sewing, um, I think five, four or five bridesmaids gowns and ties for the men and just all of the wedding planning details. I was kind of stressed and training for a marathon and just living life and doing all these other things. And I just wasn't ready. But I knew that Holly needed to go ahead and do hers, you know, in order to avoid the heat. So we ended up picking a time and we ran the 5K together. So we went out and met at the place that I talk about all the time, Marley Park, the two-mile shaded loop that's close to my house. We met over there and we ran the 5K together that we had signed up for. We ran that virtually and were able to send our, you know, record our results and all of that. And then she went ahead and ran her marathon. So I talked to my coach and explained the situation and said, you know, here's this. And he wasn't surprised at all um, that it was virtual. And he said, okay, so what do you want to do? And I said, well, I think I want to wait until July 4th when we'll be up in Flagstaff. It's much cooler. The temperatures will just be, you know, the wedding will be over. The stress of the wedding will be over and it'll be a lot cooler. And he's like, okay. So we scheduled my marathon for July 4th. Um, as time went on and I kept training and the temps started climbing even, even higher, I got to the point, I think this was on June 23rd, probably. So four days before my daughter's wedding, I just said, I'm done. Like I am done training for this marathon. I'm ready or I'm not. And just started realizing that for me to run this kind of mileage up in Flagstaff, I can't remember at this point if I had already run up in Flagstaff or not um, on Lake Mary Road, but Flagstaff is a lot cooler than the Phoenix area, but the elevation is a lot higher. And it's, for me, it's a lot harder to run up there. And I just started realizing that it would be difficult. But more than that, I just said, I'm done. Like I want to, if I, I need to do it now, I'm stressed out. I want to be able to enjoy the wedding and I'm just stressed and I want to just get my marathon done. So I emailed my coach. He emailed me back and he's like, let's do it. So the next day, the very next day, it was a Wednesday morning. I'll never forget it. Wednesday, June 24th, 2020, I got up at 2.30 in the morning and by 3.30 a.m. I was already over at Marley Park in Surprise, Arizona, parked my car, pitch black outside, and put on my hydration vest and had everything packed that I needed and turned my garment on and started my virtual 26.2. I had to go pee about 10 times in the first hour, which I have never had to do before or since. I have no idea if I was just nervous, stressed, what the deal was. It was absolutely ridiculous. I was finding grates all over the place and, and just bushes here and there. And I didn't know about the bathroom, I guess, back then. There is a bathroom very close by. I don't know if it had been open at 3.30 in the morning, but instead I was just everywhere going to the bathroom for the first hour. It was ridiculous and it slowed me down so much. It was so dumb. So I'm already off to like not the best start because I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? How am I going to run a full marathon by myself if I'm going to the bathroom every like three minutes? It was ridiculous, you guys. I, I have no idea. I still don't know. Because like I said before, that never happened. It's never happened since. 
I start running in loops in this two mile loop and I just did not do well with it. It was like, this is terrible. I hate this. It's boring. So I started turning down various roads in the neighborhood and Marley Park is this really large subdivision. So there's plenty of roads to turn down, but you know, you're running on the sidewalk and you're running around parked cars and, you know, across people's driveways. And, and there was a party going on, on the main road. And I remember running by there and hearing like all these people like, ah, you know, and like drunk laughter. I don't know. They were just like up and at three 30 in the morning, still having a party. And I'm like, well, I guess at least someone's awake. It's not just me out here, you know? And so I was just out there and trying to psych myself up. I had a playlist on my, on Spotify that I was listening to. I don't remember at the time. I don't think I was big on podcasts and audiobooks then. I just, I, it's not coming to mind that I, that that's what I did. And so I think I would just cycle through music and I just had a very difficult time. And I also knew that running this race, Grandma's Marathon virtually, I did not have a time limit. There was no course cut off. Um, grandma's, when they sent out the email, like giving you the parameters for like, you need to run your race between these dates. They also did specify there is no time limit. Like just, you have to run it. You know, obviously it has to be a continuous effort. Like you're not going to be breaking it up over a week or something, but I'm not, we're not going to tell you how long this marathon needs to take you. It counts as long as you cover the distance. And so I knew that I had time on my side, but I also knew that I didn't have time on my side because this was a Wednesday in the Phoenix area in June. And I knew that the high that day was, could be anywhere from 110 to 115. So I needed to try to hurry if I could. And I did try. Um, I had goos with me and I had pretzels with me and I had, you know, electrolytes with me. And I, I did everything that I, at the time that I needed to do, but I still struggled. And it was just really hard because I was alone and there was not the adrenaline of race day where you are at a start line and, or you're in a corral and you hear the national anthem or the gun goes off and there's people around you stretching and, you know, doing weird warm ups that you're just like, what in the world, you know, where, where, where did you learn that from? And, you know, and just checking out all the people and how everyone is so different. And yet we're all here for the same common goal. There was none of that. It's just me out here in the dark running down the sidewalk in a neighborhood. And so it was just such a different, different feeling. So there was like, it wasn't stressful. I will say that, but it was, it was maybe stressful in a different way because I knew that if I was going to get through this, I was the one that had to do it. I couldn't rely on anybody else. I couldn't rely on adrenaline of people around me or energy or encouragement I had to get myself through these 26.2 miles. And, and I did, you know, I, I went slow and I did run walk. I didn't do any specific intervals. I just walked when I needed to. It started warming up quickly. When it got light out, it really started getting warm. And I found myself at mile, almost mile 18, um, with a text from Holly saying, Hey, uh, where are you at? I'm going to come find you on my bike. And cause Holly lives close to that area. So I told her where I was and sure enough, when I hit about mile 18, Holly comes up and she's riding a bike 
and she had a basket on the front of her bike and there were cold water bottles in there and she had different snacks. And I'll be honest at this time in my race, quote unquote race, right? At this point in time, I just, I didn't even want to look and see what kind of snacks she had because I just was not interested. I was like gooed out and chewed out and booted out. And I just, I, ugh, I didn't want anything. I'd been out here for hours and I just, no, I just, I just wanted to get done. Um, I may have, have taken a drink of some of the cold water that she had, but that was pretty much it. So we talked a bit. She, she rode along beside me. I did, was doing a lot of walking at this point and I was telling her how I was doing and probably complaining. I'm sure I was complaining, <laughs> complaining and I wasn't loving how long it was taking me. I knew I was going to, that this marathon was going to take me longer than my, my first marathon. And I just started like, I'm going to do whatever I can do to get the mileage done. I started finding common areas with sprinklers and just started walking through the sprinklers, running when I could, going through more sprinklers. And then I had to go to the bathroom again. And I said, Holly, is there any possible way that you can ride that little bike and I will run beside you and we can head on over to your house and use your facilities? And of course she agreed. And so that took us probably, I don't know, a, a mile and a half, a couple miles. I'm not sure. Went to her house. I went in there and I just took my sweet old time and I sat down at her bar and I had some ice water and I think I refilled my pack and just whatever, just took my time. And she left her bike there. And at this point, after, you know, messing around for however long, I think I only had like three miles to go. And so she's like, I'm going to go ahead and run those with you. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's hundred and whatever outside, but if you want to, you know, so she did. And we, so there was an area close to her house. that was like a green belt type thing. We ran over there and this and that. And finally I had 0.2 miles left and those 0.2 miles, we decided to run on her street so that I would end up, the goal was to end up in front of her house, like as my finish line, basically. And I almost made it, but I think I ended up finishing a couple houses down. But I remember her husband driving by and, and videoing me. He had their children in the truck with him and they were, you know, cheering me on too. And so that was special and got me some good pictures of, the, of my finish. But I remember that point two miles felt like, I felt like even though I had already run 26, that I wasn't going to finish. And I remember Holly running beside me and she's like, go, Michelle, you can do it. And I said, Holly, no, this, I'm like, this is horrible. I said, I would rather be in labor right now. And she's like, really? And I said, no, but it felt like that. Like I was so tired of running and I felt like it was so hard and that I couldn't do it. Isn't that just so weird? It's so weird to think about like you're 0.2 miles away and you've already run 26 miles. I mean, when I think about it now, I'm like 0.2 miles is nothing. But at that moment, it was everything, you know, and it took everything I had to run those last 0.2 miles, but I did it. And I was so happy to be done. Let me tell you, I was rejoicing. I was probably fist pumping and I was so happy. And I, I told Holly that I was never running another marathon. And she laughed and I'm sure she didn't believe me. And I mean, she had good reason to not believe me because obviously that was not my last marathon, but 
that was my experience. Okay. With a virtual marathon, there was no finish line. There was no starting line. There were no aid stations. There was no crowd support. There was no race day adrenaline. It was just me and me and me. And I'm kind of boring, you know? And so without going in, you know, I have a few other stories to share, but let's just focus on that for a second. I know that there are some of you that have run virtual races, and I know there are some of you that have even run virtual marathons, and you have to get it in your mind, especially if you're doing it alone and not with a group of people, because I know sometimes there are people that run these things together, but if you're doing this on your own, you better be really comfortable with your own company and with your own head, because you are going to get in your head for sure. <laughs> okay. It's, it, it is an experience that's just unlike, unlike any other, because you're not going to reach a finish line and no one is going to hand you a medal when you're done. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, okay, turn your watch off 26.2 miles. Okay. I did it. I'm done. You know? And so it's just not, it's not the same thing, even though those 26.2 miles that I ran I mean, they meant just as much to me as the 26.2 miles I had ran four miles before, four miles, four months before at my first marathon. They were just as hard and they were just as hard earned. But the situation was so different. It felt a lot different, you know, the one versus the other. And so that was my kind of, I just, that was probably my hardest ever virtual race experience. It was, it was tough. It was very, very tough. But when I look back at it now, I am glad I did it because I do feel like that it was probably a really huge step towards some of the mental toughness that I, I feel like I have today. Not that I'm the best at mental toughness, but I, I do feel like I, I do pretty well at handling difficult situations on race day. Um, yeah, I shouldn't even say that because now I'm thinking about how I was about ready to cry when I got lost during my night trail race. Hmm, maybe I'm not tough. But that was that was virtual grandma's marathon. So not too long after we submitted our times and all of that, Holly and I received, you know, our packages in the mail and we got our medals and our jackets and our shirts and it was super awesome. We still wear them to this day, our shirts and all that. And um it was a good experience and I'm glad that it, that it worked out the way that it did, even though it was super, super tough. So the next experience that I had with virtual racing was again, because of the pandemic. So Mesa marathon, I was registered for the half marathon for 2021 and Mesa did not end up having any races in 2021. And so what you could do instead is you, they had every distance available as a virtual race. And they, when, you know, it took a while for all of this to come out, but eventually, you know, 2022 was going to be, I'm trying to remember, they were offering a special medal if you had run a certain amount of races five, I think. 
and a five, they were offering a five-star medal. Well, I had only run one. I'd only run Mesa full in 2020, but because of the pandemic and different things like that, I was able to sign up for two 10Ks and two half marathons as well and run all of those during the pandemic before the next time that Mesa had an in-person race. So that when I ended up, let's see, was that true? No, that is not true. I did one half virtually, two 10Ks virtually, and then I ran Mesa half marathon 2022, and that counted as the fifth race. So when I crossed the finish line, I was given a special medal for having completed five races and those virtual races counted. So I just picked different times during the year and would run a half marathon, you know, maybe training for something else or a 10 K as part of my training run, because even though the pandemic was happening, I was still training and I was still running different races, um, as I could, you know, I was doing a lot of virtual things. Um, that's when I found overseas racing. Um, trying to think of what the name of the race is right now for some, oh, Swansea, Swansea Marathon. And I believe that that one was in Wales. And somehow I, I think I just was like, I need a race. I need something to plan for. I need something to train for. I need something to, you know, to do. And so I found this race, this Swansea half marathon, and I was able to sign up for it. Even though I live in the United States, I was able to sign up for it, run it during their, their time frame. And in turn, they sent me this cool race shirt and the cool medal, you know, with Welsh, you know, writing all over it. And, and that's a really cool keepsake that I have. And it kept me occupied when I couldn't do in-person races. Um, and I loved it so much that if I remember right, I did it again the next year too, even though in-person races were back. So I just started trying to find things to do. Um, I was with run for PRs coaching back in those days, and they had a set of virtual races that you could do that their athletes could sign up for and do. And I ended up going, driving up to Flagstaff with my family and running a virtual half marathon for run for PRs, um, on Lake Mary road in Flagstaff. If you've ever been to Flagstaff or, you know, any runners up there, the NAU, um, there are elite runners up there that run Lake Mary road. And this road is insane and it is intense. And I didn't know how insane or intense it was until I decided I'm going to run my half marathon on Lake Mary road. And it was given me, it was recommended to me by um, a running store up there. I had emailed and asked ahead of time, Hey, I'm driving up from Phoenix. Where can I run my half marathon at? Yeah. I mean, he was right. It was, plenty of mileage for me and all of that, but oh my goodness, it was so hard because you're running up this hill for, you know, I did an out and back. So I ran halfway up, you know, six, whatever, 6.65 miles. And then I turned around and ran back down and it was so hard, but you know, I got my virtual half marathon medal or whatever for, <laughs> for doing it. And so, you know, I, I just, 
think that virtual races are, they do have their place, but I, I absolutely would always pick an in-person option if, if I could, which brings me to uh, a virtual race that I am actually signed up for next month. So between August 12th and August 19th, there is a race happening virtually, and it is called the ASICS Foul Mouth Road Race at Home Edition. Now there is an in-person race happening, I believe on August 20th in Falmouth, Massachusetts, that is the Falmouth Road Race. But they have a specific at home edition that they they promote. And I heard about this through Bibrave, which I am a Bibrave pro. I was given the opportunity to run this race um, virtually. And so I am expecting to get all my cool swag and stuff about a week before the race. And I've been promoting this on Instagram. I need to do a few more posts for it as well. But this is a, an event that the at-home edition, you get seven days to complete seven miles. So, and for this specific race, they don't mind if you swim, roller skate, walk, run, roll, do whatever you want, just complete the seven miles, do it all in one day or do it over seven days. Um, but it's a big deal. It's a big race and it's actually something that they are very proud of. And so as a Bibrave Pro, we are required to, you know, to run and review races. And this was one that I was able to do virtually because a lot of the races that um, we can opt into are in places that I, I can't easily get to, Virginia, Florida, things like that. I wouldn't mind traveling for a race if it was feasible and if I could do it. So far, there haven't been any that I've been able to attend in person. So this virtual race here fulfills one of my requirements as a Bit Brave Pro. So I am going to be running seven miles the week of August 12th. I haven't decided which day yet, um, but I will probably do it all at once. So um, yeah, so if you're interested in that race, you can definitely look up Foulmouth Road Race at Home Edition and check it out for yourself. And it looks like it's going to be a fun time. So let me think if there's any other, oh, I do have another story. So I talked about this a little bit, but I also ran the Boston Marathon virtually. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, right? But because of the pandemic and all of that, a lot of things changed. And there was one year, which was 2021, that Boston opened up registration for a virtual Boston Marathon. Now they were also, if I remember correctly, they, yes, they were, they were having the in-person Boston Marathon as well. But I think that year they did it in like September, which normally it's in April. But because of the pandemic, they pushed it to September. So they were still holding an in-person marathon, but it was very, very, very limited. And it's already very limited as it is to pace and things like that. But this year was even more so because of the, you know, they wanted to keep the, the crowd smaller. But they also opened it up for anybody of any pace, any ability could sign up to run 
the Boston Marathon virtually and you would get a Boston Marathon medal. I heard about this at the beginning of 2021 and I jumped at the opportunity because I thought I'm not going to ever qualify to run Boston and it would be nice to have a Boston Marathon medal. Honestly, that is why I did it. Just like, well, yeah, why not? You know, this is my only chance. I was able to order a cool Boston Marathon shirt and, you know, and pay for, pay for that. And then, but they were very strict and it had to be run on, I think, three, three certain days. You had an option to run the race. One of those dates was the same day as Long Beach Marathon. And so I've already talked about this in another episode, but I was able to run Long Beach Marathon and virtual Boston Marathon simultaneously. And no, I don't count them as two separate marathons. I just count it as one because I only ran the distance once, but I was able to take the time from my Long Beach Marathon and plug it in to the Boston Marathon website and they sent me my shirt and my medal. And so I've got a Boston medal and a Boston shirt. And so of course that virtual experience was totally different than my first virtual marathon experience because I was running an actual marathon at the same time. Had aid stations, had crowd support, had people around me. So something totally different. But yeah, there are just a lot of, I would say there are a lot of pros and a lot of cons. I will definitely tell you that I much prefer in-person races, but I was just thinking this the other day, I would consider running another virtual race. And I think you guys are going to think this is absolutely insane and crazy, but I would consider running a virtual 100 mile race because, and and maybe it's not virtual, maybe it would just be more of a self-supported you know, not an official race kind of thing. I don't know if I could even find a virtual 100 mile race, but if I could find one that I could do on my own terms, my own time frame, as far as, you know, I start at whatever time and I end at whatever time, it's fine. Even if it takes me more than a typical 100 mile race would take most people and that I would still get credit and say that I ran the the race. I want to be able to run a hundred miles someday And that's a really, really huge, big, scary goal that I have. Um, I just don't know that I, that I have the ability to run it in an actual race setting where I would not be, um, what do you call cut from the course because of my less than swift pace. So other than, you know, these virtual races that I'm going to be doing for Bibrave, that would probably be the only other virtual race that I would consider. Nowadays, I don't go looking for, I run for coffee or, or, you know, JoJo's whatever pizza race, or I, I just don't, I don't go looking for virtual opportunities. Typically, I, I would definitely not turn down the right one. Um, because now that I think of it, of it, I did tell um, another someone I had a, as a guest on the podcast a little bit back, Victoria. Uh, she runs a virtual race, and I absolutely am interested in participating in that because it's for a good cause for um, moms with eclampsia, if I'm remembering correctly. So, if it's for a good cause, I may run a virtual race, and if it's to run 100 miles. I may run a virtual race, but other than that, and if it's for Bibrave, I will absolutely run a virtual race. Other than that, I'm not interested. 
Okay. I just like in-person races a lot better. So I love being able to run across the finish line. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of all is running across the finish line. And you don't get that with virtual races. So that's my story about virtual racing. I'm sure that I've forgotten some that I did. And this whole episode might be totally full of gibberish and make zero sense to you. If that's the case, I'm super sorry, but I hope there was something in here that was at least entertaining or fun to listen to. If you have any questions about any of the virtual races I've done, about virtual racing in general, about tips and things to help you get through a virtual race, hit me up on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady or email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. One quick note before I let you go. My husband has agreed to be a guest on the show, and I'm super excited about that. I am going to eventually put up a question box on Instagram because I would like you to send me your questions uh, that you would want me to ask him during our conversation. I thought it would be kind of cool to get his take on me as a runner and maybe how he's seen me change and how he feels about it, you know, because I'm so different than I was before I started running. And I thought it would just be fun to ask him some questions, even about his own running. He's just recently started training on trails and he will actually be running his very first trail race this Saturday night at Stunner Night Runs. So that's exciting. So that's something to look forward to. Next week, I do plan to do a race recap of the race I'm running Saturday night at Stunner, which will be the 12K. And so you can look forward to that next week. But for now, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to me ramble. You guys mean so much to me and you make my day every comment. And it's just so great. And I feel like what I'm doing makes a difference. And that makes me really, really happy. So until next time, go out there and have fun on your run. And I'll see you next week.